Moncrief on News Talk. Time now, though, for Tell Me Why. And like every week at this time, Graeme Findlay joins us on News Talk to answer a question that has perplexed our listeners. Today's question Where does dust come from and what is it made of? Graeme joins us on the line now. Graeme, how are you today? Not bad. How are you today? I'm very well, but I'm very, very happy to be in the seat asking you this question because dust. I don't know whether it's the lockdown and we've had time to live with it and, and to take in how much of it there, there is in our houses, but it's driving my poor wife to distraction. Um, yeah, I, there, there are two... Po- Go on, Sorry, what were you wondering? I'm wondering, is it has dust in, increased or something in the world? Our houses seem to be dustier than they ever were. So what's going on, Graeme? Yeah, well, you're, you're probably generating a lot more dust by being around the house all the time. And, and this is actually a big factor in infant health because, you know, toddlers and infants spend a lot more time inside, especially in these months, than they do outside. And so they're particularly vulnerable to picking up whatever is in the dust because not only are they closer to the floor where the dust is, but they also tend to put stuff in their mouth. So, you know, if you spend a lot of time inside, you're going to produce more dust and you're going to notice the dust a lot more and you're probably going to ingest a lot more of it. And none of that's really great. So, so all of these things surrounding dust are are really really interesting it's basically uh, the product of the internal weather and ecosystem of of your of your house but uh, surprisingly a lot of people think that it's mostly uh human skin now there's plenty of human skin in there for the dust mites to live off of but the majority of it is actually not human skin and indeed it comes from outside it doesn't come from inside the house at all so if you're really worried about your dust situation tom one thing to do is to take off your shoes when you enter the house uh, now, this, I'm Canadian. This is a really big thing in Canada, mostly because we usually have slush on the shoes when we come into the house, and you don't want that in your house. But the dust is, is what's really going to get you. Um, it's often pollen, road dust, um, all kinds of things which you can pick up. Uh, and one of the most interesting things, and, and you know, people are now starting to look at this really seriously, are the kind of chemicals you pick up on your shoes and on your person when you're out and about, um, including sort of pesticides and things like that. Some of those pesticides are could be uh, one, I believe, that was banned 30 or 40 years ago, DDT. You can yeah, still find traces of DDT. That's the thing. Now, I mean, the whole thinking about the dust is, you know, it's, it's going to drive you crazy in some ways because you cannot get all of the dust out of your house, right? You can vacuum away. Um, you can do deep cleans and you'll discover reserves of dust in your house and in your furniture and in your mattress and stuff like that which you couldn't believe was possible, but you're never going to get rid of all of it. And, uh, and so it sticks around. Uh, and these compounds, especially the chemical compounds, which are really what scientists are looking at as maybe the most concerning part of dust, um, do, they have found DDT, uh, you know, which was banned in the United States. This is in the United States. This was banned in the United States in 1972 because it had a tendency to, to kill birds by, by thinning the shell walls of their, of their eggs. Uh, but you know, it's still there, in, in, and not just in trace amounts, because it just can't be eliminated, and it does tend to settle. Uh, and, and this is true of a lot of chemicals. You think of these things as something which you might brush up against or, and, and track in, which is a factor. They're finding a cocaine, even in houses, which can credibly claim not to be big users of cocaine, by the way. But, um, you know, so take your electronic items, which you should be really careful about dusting, just because it's not great for the, for the electronics to be... Uh, to be dusty anyway, right? They don't work very well. But they are giving off uh, flame retardants, 
um, as is some of your soft furniture or your couches or whatever, um, which are quite bad for human health. They affect people's reproductive health. Put bluntly, they've, they've, it seems that these um, flame retardants make sperm swim more slowly um, or reduce sperm motility, as scientists would probably have preferred I said it. Um, you know, they, and that's being given off by your, by your computer or whatever, especially if the fan is running, and it's going to be pushed up into the air where it will bind with some of the dust which is already in the air, move around the house, and then eventually settle um, in the cooler parts of the room, uh, you know, which is where dust tends to accumulate anyway. So, so your house is a really dynamic place where this dust is being pushed up into the air, binding with other things. Sometimes you get organic and inorganic compounds coalescing, um, being breathed in by yourself if the particles are small enough being exhaled by yourself, you know, uh, and settling on all sorts of different places um, in patterns which reflect the humidity and the temperature. It's a really, really interesting thing. But when it comes to all these chemicals which are in our lives, this is how it gets transferred around the house and maybe crucially into us. Right. And I have to wonder then, are, are some houses dustier than others? Um, you know, does it come down to things like the number of people in the house and how those people are behaving and also maybe the age of the house? Would that be a factor? If you're in an old fashioned house, um, maybe just, you know, old, old wood in it and, and carpeted and whatever versus a new apartment, would that, would that make much of a difference? Sure. I mean, I, I'm, you know, they they tend to clean up all the builder's dust as as best they can and uh, uh, and in fact you know carpets especially if you've got old rugs um, and and carpets you know you you um, preserve the dust of the centuries I'm talking to you from a house which is almost 170 years old and I'm sure I've got sort of pre-Victorian dust in the house or Victorian dust anyway. Um, she lived a long time. Uh, and, you know, I've got some older carpets I managed to, to pick up as well. And who knows how old they are and where that dust is coming from. Because like I said, it is really hard to get out, it out of the out of the place. And of course, I'm, I'm terrible about du dusting things which I can't see. Now, I have the advantage over my wife. I'm taller than my wife. So I, I get away with a lot, but I can see the dust, but she doesn't see it. So, but, uh, you know, you can only get away with that for so long, I suppose. But, um, you know, so, so yeah, older houses, Houses will have accumulated more dust. Um, if there are pets in the house, they're giving off animal dander, uh, which you know is is a, something a lot of people are, are allergic to, um, and a lot of people are allergic to dust mites. And so, the more people in the house, the more um, sort of food for dust mites you give up, uh, give off. And of course, you're going to get more dust mites. Um, now, a lot of our houses are really, really well sealed, but not my drafty old house. And so these well sealed houses are probably going to have higher levels of humidity, but they're also, it's, it's, you know, the dust is not going to get blown out by sort of breezes and so forth, unless you open your windows. And of course, we're not opening our windows much these days. So, so your house is going to be dustier depending on the seasons, and it's going to be dustier on a lot of those factors. What's really terrifying is dust mites. You can't see them with the naked eye, basically. You can only see them with a microscope. And in fact, um, you know, they're one of the first things which Leeuwenhoek, who sort of invented the microscope and first started looking at ordinary things with a microscope in the 17th century, one of the first things he saw, and they are terrifying. If you see them, they're, they're arachnids. They're not insects. They're, they're, I mean, they're arachnids uh, like spiders, um, you know, and they have eight legs and things like that. And they are absolutely terrifying things to, to look at. And you, you probably have a, a million or so of them living in your bed. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I mean, just one more fact, people, which but... I really like your, your mattress, probably after 10 years of sleeping on your mattress, um, unless you go to heroic measures to somehow deal with this, this situation, it weighs twice as much as it did when it was new. 
And that's all dust mites, pieces of dust mite, and their crap. Right. Uh, my wife was, we had an anniversary recently. My wife was asking what we should get for the anniversary. And now suddenly I think I know what we should get. <laughs> um, <laughs> the effect of all this upon us, I mean, is it, are we, are we, is it just going to make us sneeze or is it more dangerous than that? Well, about 10% of the population is allergic to dust mites in particular. Um, and so you do get a lot of people, um, you know, freaking out over dust mites and, and, and feeling like uh, sometimes you can even get a sort of rash, which, which sometimes people think are down to dust mite bites. But, you know, dust mites don't really bite you and uh, they prefer your, your sloughed off cells. Um, but also, you know, you wouldn't notice their bites if they were. But uh, that's usually a rash, which is a sort of skin irritation produced by being allergic to, to the dust mite um, excrement and parts and things like that. That's about 10% of the population. And if you are susceptible to that kind of thing, you do, you mostly, you mostly feel um, stuffed up nose. You might have a runny nose when you wake up and things like that. And, you know, that can be quite concerning and, and people want to do something about it. So the first thing you can do is take antihistamines for any other kind of allergic reaction. But then you can, you can try and take steps to eliminate the dust mites or reduce them, reduce the humidity in your house because below 50% humidity, they really aren't able to live. Uh, and so you don't see a lot of them okay. in very, what we think of as dusty places like the Southwest. But then you can get all sorts of things, and this is something people are trying to sell you on, um, you know, to wrap your, your pillows and, and your mattress so that, you know, it, it keeps them out. Okay. Um, so give me a few tips on trying to make my house a little less uh, dusty and a bit of a healthier place to live. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And a lot, some of these are, are sort of common sense. Not that I figured this out by myself, but they're kind of common sense. So start dusting at the top rather than the bottom, which makes a certain amount of sense, right? Uh, you know, you can, you know, you can, you know, some people will tell you to remove all the books in your house sort of every month or two and, and do behind them and things like that. Well, we'll see. But, you know, definitely start at the top because, of course, if you start at the bottom, the dust you, you push off the top is going to accumulate on places on the bottom. Don't use a feather duster. And I know a big feather duster is going to have me whacked for this, but because that quite obviously just pushes it up into the atmosphere where it goes and settles again or and possibly in some other place. The same thing is true of sweeping. Uh, so sweeping sends dust up into the air, whereas vacuuming doesn't. Um, but the vacuum is only good if it's got a HEPA filter. And if you've bought a vacuum recently, you'll yeah. you'll see that they, they kind of advertise that. Now, when did you last change or even shake out your HEPA filter? I'll put on my hand and say never. But, um, you know, at least it prevents it from blowing that dust straight back out again. Because um, again, you know, dust comes in all sorts of different sizes. If it's a big piece of dust, it's probably going to get stuck in your nose and, and it's not going to go into your, your lungs. But if it's a, a small piece of dust, you know, you can, you can breathe it in. And if it's a really small piece of dust, it can even go into your bloodstream. So, so you've got to be careful about these things. It also can trigger um, asthmatic reactions. So, so that's a good start. Use a microfiber cloth. Now, I think given our concern about the chemicals, which we're talking about, which can, again, include things like arsenic and lead from, from outside pollution. So you know, some of these chemicals are pretty nasty. I wouldn't put another spray cleaner onto the microfiber cloth. But a microfiber cloth, which is just damp, is going to be the most effective way of taking dust off something and keeping it there. Okay, I feel lift the child off the floor is the first big bit of advice that you need to get out at people. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't like tell that to anybody though, because like if a child's on the floor, you know, they're they're not falling off stuff. <laughs> so it's true. I mean, we have to learn to live with dust. <laughs> you know, it's mostly us, right? And yeah. you know, it's 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 our it's our environment. Um, 
you know, we, we just need to be concerned about it. And I think the biggest thing is, is the chemical thing. You know, we didn't always have all these flame retardants. Um, and and the, the exciting thing in a way, although the terrifying thing, is that chemists have only started finding these chemicals by, um, you know, doing not just looking for them, but then engaging in mass spectrometry where they, they're, it's non-targeted, as they call it. So they just, just wait to see what, what shows up as opposed to looking for one particular thing. And they're finding many more chemicals than they ever expected. And so one thing to do is to try and avoid bringing those chemicals into your house, whether it's in cleaning fluids or, or but I'll just, if there's a lot of flame retardant on your couch or something like that, you know, don't buy it. Buy one which may advertise less flame retardant. Now, of course, you don't want to perish in a fire. But, you know, for all these things, you can try and control the, the level of chemicals in your house. Yeah, it's a lot to take on. No shoes in the house. Groom your pets as well, isn't it? Keep your pet clean. Yeah, you know, and uh, ideally outdoors, <laughs> right? Is, 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 you know, is, if you can stomach it. I mean, there's so many terrifying things about dust. So, um, you know, there's about a, a thousand mites, I think it is, and half a teaspoon of dust. And, um, but uh, just over a teaspoon of dust is enough to be, pose a carcinogenic, a cancer hazard in a room which is 10 by 10 by 8 feet cubed. So, you know, in, in, as a cube, right? A 10 by 10 foot room right. with a normal ceiling. A teaspoon, a little over a teaspoon of dust actually poses um, some greater risk of cancer. So, I mean, all these things, you know, would make you, you feel like becoming Howard Hughes and, you know, you know, putting tissues between your toes yeah. and things like that. But, yeah, you know, again, it's something I mean, we, have to, we, we have to live with. Yeah, if you're sitting on your couch, maybe with your laptop open uh, in front of watching TV, your child's playing at your feet, you're actually in grave danger, really, I, I think, is what is emerging. And, and dust is the enemy. Um, I don't think you've managed to deliver anything reassuring to my wife uh, there, Graham. I think... She'll probably just be cleaning the house for the rest of the day and foreseeable future. Um, but get, get that it's Hoover. best we I mean, know, again, isn't it? I, I love my carpets, but again, people say, so, so, you know, Hoover away. But the one thing um, people probably don't think to do is um, they, they don't Hoover their, their, you know, hardwood floors or whatever, or their linoleum floors. Um, uh, and, and that's what we really should be doing if we really want to keep the dust down. We should get a, get a Hoover right. with a good filter. Um, Hoover that. Graham, you can thank also you very Hoover. much for that. That question, by the way, was Tim Sully in Colchester. Moncrief on News Talk.